Welcome to the Pantheon Plus Rewind. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 38 of the Rewind. It's so great to be back after a couple weeks off, and we hope everyone listening had a very enjoyable holiday. And if you're checking out the show for the first time, The Rewind is a podcast that's all about Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, which is an upcoming MMORPG by Visionary Realms. And on the show, we give you the latest in news from VR. We highlight what the community's talking about, and we just have fun, you know, sharing our hype about Pantheon. And speaking of hype, we are starting off the new year with a bang, because this week, The Rewind is in pre-game mode for what we're calling Super Sunday. And what that is, is basically on the show, we're going to give you a big preview of the uh, new developer stream from VR that's scheduled to go live in just under an hour if you're actually listening to the premiere of this. And that's their stream with CoCarnage. And uh, don't worry if you're listening because we're going to get you out here in plenty of time so you can go over to their Twitch channel and watch the stream. And if you're not, haven't heard about this, or you don't know what's going on, I'm going to give you a quote from, their, uh, <clears throat> from what VR said about this. This is going to be an all-new introductory story designed to demonstrate Pantheon's major features in a fully playable experience. You won't want to miss this never-before-seen content. So, yeah, anyone else excited? Because I know I am. But this is a great way to kick off 2021. And joining me, as always, is my friend and the man with the plan, my co-host, Minus. Minus, what is going on? I am glad to be back in the podcasting saddle with you today. Yeah, man. 2021, right? Everybody wanted to see 2020 gone and it is, it's over. It's, it's gone. So it's in the rear view mirror. Yeah. You know, the one thing I read a meme that said, does anybody realize that if you spell it out, 2021 is actually 2020 and then the word W-O-N. I saw that. <laughs> so, I saw that. Uh-oh. Um, so yeah, hopefully don't read not, too much into it. Yeah, let's stay away from that. Yeah, man, very excited. Um, so, you know, for everyone who who follows us, we tweeted out that, you know, we were going to have our Thursday dev uh, recap show with Pantheon Plus. You know, then we were back with the rewind, all this exciting stuff. And then, you know, what was it, 10 minutes later, um, they adjusted their plans and they not only moved the dev stream, but they actually moved it right on top of the rewind. So you guys are here early with us today. We really appreciate it. I'm telling you, Derek, they're trying to cancel us. They they put our, their dev stream at the same time as Pantheon Plus U before their you know dev streams even debuted. And then they move it right to the rewind. I'm telling you, they're, they're trying to cancel us there. I, I'm trying to look at it from a positive light. Maybe they're maybe they're just trying to give us some, uh, you know, some waves to sort of ride, you know, like we'll, we'll just use their gravity to, to help the show sort of grow and, and get some momentum. What do you think? Yeah, well, that's very 2021 of you. So I'll, I'll side that's with right. you there. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so for everyone listening, yes, it's an hour earlier today. That will not stay the case. We're going back to noon um, after this week, uh, and we will have this show weekly. But uh, so we'll get you out of here for the co-carnage stream. Really excited when they say never before seen content. We never we know nothing of this as well. Sometimes we we annoy until we get a little bit of inside info or get excited about something. We know nothing about this. So it's co-carnage. It's on his stream. He has passed. I don't know if you know this, there. He passed over a million followers. Followers, uh, I just did not recently, know that. I think it was with wow. Cyberpunk. So we're going to have uh, a channel with over a million followers getting their eyes on some revolutionary new Pantheon stuff. We're going to see hopefully some finished art areas, maybe um, some finished class stuff, a group uh, introductory play. I mean, I'm excited for this because to me, this sounds like something that the world can see or maybe even investors can see. Um, yeah, and uh, exactly. maybe, yeah, get us get us going this year the right way with Pantheon. So excited about it. We're going to wrap this up. We'll get you right over to there on Twitch and then immediately following Co-Carnage on Twitch. 
please jump over to Pantheon Plus U. We'll recap everything we see, and it should be a really good one. So with that said, so that we don't take forever on this episode, you ready to get going? <laughs> Let's let's do it, man. Super Sunday this week in Visionary Realms news and notes. All right. So only one thing we're going to cover from uh, VR in Twitter this week, because I think it's uh, it's a good one. And I think it ties into some of the stuff we've already talked about. So the community debate that was put out there from VR and Twitter was um, what are you most looking forward to and seeing in 2021 and why? So everyone can imagine that's kind of a trap for Kilson to put that out there because everyone's going to say alpha. Um, so I didn't, there's, you guys will see the ones I took here. You're going to hear some alpha, but literally everything that I didn't take was mostly alpha and dates and release. So just, just know that. <laughs> of course. So we'll go through some of the comments here and there's some good ones. And uh, as always, Derek, feel free to jump in and comment. Um, yep. we'll start with Basgrim. He said, realistically, he wants to see improved communication from the devs and alpha testing. These things are firmly within the devs control. Other things along the way would be nice, like new hires or significant financial backing. So it's a good one. I think uh, the yep. financial backing would be exciting for everyone, unless it was from Daybreak. But, you know, <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> even Daybreak, I'd be excited. I know a lot of yeah. people wouldn't be. I know that that might sound blasphemous to everybody. But listen, if you whoever, know what, dollars are dollars, man. Yeah. And whoever they accept, you know, they're going to have a certain amount of control on because that's something really yeah. important to Pantheon. So. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many people are so mad that I said that I just, uh, I, I, I think I've, I feel like I should walk it back. I don't mean, I don't want daybreak either. Don't, don't get, don't take me the wrong way there. I'm going to get in trouble for that. So yeah, no, Theric's it's dollars playing, are not just dollars. I get that. So Theric's <laughs> playing the, uh, the safe, uh, everyone likes you host and, uh, yeah, just another, another mark against minus a disposalist <laughs> says long, flexible testing sessions. I dearly want to spend more time doing in-depth testing without feeling I have to fit my efforts into a specific hour slots. So that's good. I don't mm -hmm. uh, mind that one. JJ uh, says uh, he's looking forward to seeing more classes come online. Some of the gray box areas getting fleshed out with art and overall a clear march towards alpha and beta. Again, that's a, that's I'd a really like one. to see that too. I think putting, putting textures on the gray boxes would, would go a long way. And maybe, you know, again, we don't know what we're going to see here at the stream, but maybe that might be something that we see. I think that would go a long way too. Yeah. Steven Adams said that he liked uh, he'd like to see some financial backing uh, would be a great step with new hires would probably make me the most excited. Also, a neat idea, I think, would be have a dev do a time lapse run through Terminus, like start in Fairthound, just run maybe some loops, maybe points of interest as much as Terminus as possible. I'd like to have a better idea of the scale and grandeur of the game and some confirmation that all the systems are done. He's, and he puts in quotes, maybe this Sunday. Um wouldn't say all systems. You'll see the, the I would think we'll see a lot of the systems, but maybe not all pieces of it. Um, yeah. Like, you know, we'll see climate and we'll see that kind of stuff, but maybe not all the climates, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think the foundational ones, the, yeah. the ones that are sort of the signature ones, I guess you would say. I'm yeah. hoping again, we don't know anything. But yeah, yeah, we have no clue on anything. Um, and it's kind of exciting to be so in the yeah. dark on this, to be honest. So. I kind of like it too. Yeah, no, it's, it feels like Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gast said an alpha test and a roadmap for the period until release would be good. A release date would be great. Yeah, <laughs> don't hold your breath on that one. Um, <laughs> NPC0001 says group play. Maybe a little bit of trolling for laughs. Oh, and exploring is a must. Tossing a touch of crafting for good luck. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you get all them together, if Ronick is there, you'll see a lot of trolling. So no worries <laughs> on that one. Uh, Jay says, I just hope to see some progress. I want to see zones fleshed out more. A bit 
bit of character creation. That's a, such a good one, Theric. I didn't even think of that. Mm. I would love to see character creation stuff, but I think that's going to be a little farther off. Um, Probably. Yeah, class skills becoming more finalized, how crafting will work, the Necro and the Bard. <laughs> Necro and the Bard, also probably a little <laughs> further off. If uh, Alpha makes it, great. Uh, but I just want to see the game moving forward. So, mm-hmm. couple, could, yeah. Yeah, a couple people mentioned crafting. I just want to point out, too, that there were some crafting information that came out over the holiday season. We're not going to cover it on the show today, mm-hmm. but uh, it is something that I'm, I'm looking at for next week. And uh, if you want to go to the forums and check it out, there's some good crafting information on the on the official forums. Or you can go to Pantheon.plus from the Pantheon Crafters (laughs) official post. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So Mike says, uh, I just want the game to be amazingly old school and not pander to the kiddies who cry and complain because they have to work for things that just aren't handed to them on a silver platter. (laughs) Mike's frustrated. I think Mike's frustrated. Someone send Mike a beer. Just get him a beer. (laughs) You know, listen, old school, I'm in, I'm in, but I, you know, who cares about others? If I just want a game I can have fun with. And if other people can that don't want to do the same things as me, who cares? But Mike, let me get you a beer and uh, chill out, hang out with us. We'll have a good time. Um, Nathaniel James says the reveal of the Bard class, because it would be obviously the best class. Also, just more healthy steps in the development cycle. So it's two for Bard, only one for mm-hmm. Necro. I just want to say two for Bard. Yeah. One for I think bard. Everybody been, loves the bard. Everybody wants the bard, do, man. There hasn't been a great bard since EQ, really. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Hilton says summoner gameplay, so that I know they exist. Poor summoners. <laughs> Honestly, like it's not one of the classes I'm looking forward to. You know, I'm not a big pet class guy. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, as a rogue, I'm getting to see rogue stuff. You know, as a ranger, yeah. there was a little bit of ranger stuff you got to see in the early days, yeah. right? Yep. Poor summoners have never seen a lick. Like they're just It's become on. a meme. Like yeah. it, 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 it's actually a good point. I know he's maybe joking around, but like it would be actually kind of interesting to to see that finally, right? It would prove that it's like it can be done or it does exist. They're not just, you know, yeah. uh, it's not just the ever moving goalposts that you never get to. So who knows? Yeah. So if if I was going to answer this question for myself, um, I would say that I certainly agree getting dates and a build up to alpha would be critical. I mean, how, how wouldn't it be right? Like what made yeah. me pledge back in 2018 was thinking, Oh, you know, you know, quarter one, quarter two of, uh, 2019, I'm going to be playing alpha. Right. Cause that's, that's how I jumped in. Yeah. Um, wasn't the case, not complaining. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting alpha in for, for a couple of reasons. One, it's a much more obtainable point for pledges, right? So, like when you get to alpha, $250 is a lot to play alpha. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Um, but I think the people who are waiting or skeptical or or want to wait until they can jump in, I think it could be a really big source of, of funding for them. And it's going to be a lot more people in the world. So when it comes to how many people can test versus how many VIPs there are, it's going to be a really big door opening, I think, for a lot of the community. And I think there's just a lot of people that are frustrated with it and, and a little lack of patience, which I get. No, no, no harm on that. Um, but I think that it's going to just be this huge sigh of relief for them when that alpha can finally open up. Right. Yeah, um, totally. Totally. And tons of people are going to be able to play it. There's a lot of alpha pledges. Like yeah. there is a lot of alpha, especially when you consider it in comparison to pre alpha pledges. Oh yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to see someone had mentioned this. I want to see some strong class finalization. You know, I, I would, I'm okay if we don't have all the classes in until like towards the end of the year, I think we can hit alpha with all the classes. Um, if you want my honest opinion, um, you know, right now we have what five classes, yeah. right? Um, yeah. so I mean, that means that there's seven left. 
I mean, I think we could get five, another five easily by the middle of the year. And that'd be a really good point for me to be pretty excited about that. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then I guess, you know, I'd like to see a little more on the website about the spell data. Um, and, and, you know, just want to know how the classes are going to synergize a bit. That was something that was really a part of the old website is like, you can see these abilities that synergize with other classes really well. And I kind of just want to make sure that's still there. I still want to see like, do you, you know, is an enchanter going to be able to, you know, uh, charm that crazy summon, right? That <laughs> the a behemoth. Can do. Yeah. yeah. So just yeah. <laughs> some of those cool little things that they had in there, I'd like to see. And I don't think it's too much to ask for that. So, so Derek, no. if you were answering this question and, and you were thinking of everything everybody said here, how would you answer? Um, well, you know what? I, I think what I would look to see is, are they meeting the goals that they've set for themselves? That's, I think that's what's really important. They, they've set goals. And, and more recently, since October, since that October uh, producer's letter, where they talked about really being more sort of transparent, more sort of uh, communica- communicative with their information. Um, ben Dean talked about an evaluation build and being ready. You know, he, I think he talked about January being sort of the, the date for that. And correct me if I'm wrong on that, but, um, you know, if we go from there, um, and that is a goal that they meet. I think the next logical step is then hearing about um, a publisher being announced. And, and you, some of the people mentioned in the comments, you know, getting that financial backing is really, really important. And like I said, I, I'm not talking about settling because they've, they've had to make tough decisions. Mm-hmm. But um, man, how big of a confirmation of the project would it be if, if they got that right? Just to, just to sort of put it on that solid ground where, you know, we know that that's been taken care of. And I think that it, like the evaluation bill that Ben Dean talked about is really important. I think that's really key for the next step. So I like the transparency. I like the communication that they've been, that they've been committed to. I feel like they've, they've followed through on that. I'd like to see that continue. And then I've got to get my, I got to get my shout out. You know what I'm going to say here, get that lore <laughs> back yeah. on the website, man. It's got to get back on the website. It's, it's so, uh, Man, it just, I love, I, I, the more I, the longer it's gone, the more I like that old website. I wish the old website was back because I just, um, <laughs> careful, I really careful. miss it. Yeah. No, I know. I some things backs, not everything, just some things. Lore in particular is what you want. In particular, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is interesting. It's, it's exciting. I mean, it is an exciting way to start. And you brought up a great point about, you know, them setting some goals. There's still people who think they're not transparent enough. There's still people that think they haven't delivered. I think you're always going to have that. It's, it's always going to be the case because, there's always different things we want. And then a lot of us have different scopes, right? So like yeah. the scope of what I want may be wide. So these types of things can fill it. But then there's scopes of people who want very specific things and might not be getting it. So they're frustrated and say, it's, you know, nothing's changed. And I get that. Um, but to me, I think some of the keys that you were kind of bringing up there is the fact that they did kind of give some dates. Like they said they have internal dates for this evaluation build in January, right? And they've they've used the word alpha more now than they ever have. You know, they were very um, careful not to say alpha because they didn't want to overhype it. They didn't want to get people excited. And I think when you're at that far end of the spectrum for alpha where you're not talking about it at all and you're well, we don't know, you, you know, we'll announce it when it's ready. It was pretty much what it was. Now they're saying, you know, we're a step closer to alpha. This build is going to help us get into alpha. This build is the, the core of what the alpha experience is. Like, there's a lot of different things they've said. And if you put that all together, when you, again, combine it with the fact that they were saying it very limitedly, previously mm-hmm. um i think there's there's some there's some stuff that they're excited about they're still holding back but i think there's little mm-hmm. things coming out right like if you pay attention so yeah uh, yeah i do i do too i get that that's the signals that i've gotten as well and it's um it's just a lack of fear like not like they haven't been fearful before but they're definitely not as uh hesitant to uh to, to commit more to these kinds of things now and um like i said you know 
getting that build, getting something they can show off to, to a publisher and investor is, is crucial. And I really want to see them meet that goal that they set for themselves. Yeah. And the final thing I'll say on that is, you know, like you brought up like they're afraid or, or, you know, hesitant to say things. I really believe that the VR teams, number one reason for the way that they say things or try to frame things or hold back is that they really don't want to overpromise. Um, and, and I know that it's sometimes when you thought things were almost done or alpha was coming, you know, those moments have happened in the past where they did overpromise and underdeliver. And I think that it's just made them say, like, we don't want to get your hopes up anymore. We want to be real. And sometimes being real is not fun and saying, yeah. no, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. But at the same time, you know, they're not responsible in that sense for letting us down any more than just people wanting more news. And, I, yeah. and it's it's such a tough spot to be in because I think that they'd want to tell us more. They'd want to get excited about things. But again, it's just that fear of promising something or saying something interpreted as a promise that's going to just let everybody down. So Yeah, you just you got to be careful of that. But you also on the flip side, you got to you got to push yourself sometimes, yeah. right? You got to yeah. you got to set a goal for yourself. It's like we were talking about before the show, we were talking about fitness and it's like you set a goal for yourself. You may not think it's realistic, but if you set that goal and then you know you have to meet that goal, you know, then you push yourself harder than you may have done otherwise. I think that's important from a, you know, sort of a psychological perspective as a as an organization and as an individuals on the team. Yeah. And to keep this a little bit shorter, like I said, that's all we're going to cover in the VR news and notes. Obviously, we're hyped up about the co-carnage stream coming up here in you know, less than about 45 minutes or so here. So um, <laughs> again, make sure you guys are ready to jump over to the co-carnage Twitch channel. Remember, it will not be on Visionary Realms. And uh, we'll be there with you in the chat, hanging out, taking notes so we can have a great episode of Pantheon Plus U. So with that, let's go ahead and uh, jump to the next segment. When the Pantheon community speaks, we listen. So let's dig into the forums and fan projects to see what the discussion's all about. Okay, so I'm going to read you a quote here from the late, great comedian George Carlin. In 2015, he said, inside every cynical person, there's a disappointed idealist. And minus the reason I chose that quote and the reason what we're going to talk about here today is um, it's about your most recent video, Hopefuls and Skeptics. When I, I think this is related to what we were just, just talking about, about what we want from 2021, because... Your video was was one of those really important topics that I think um, the Pantheon community really can relate to. And I, I got to give credit for that quote because it was actually somebody who commented on your video. Uh, Deuterama brought, brought that up, quoting Carlin there. And I want to highlight some of the discussion that your video provoked. And if anybody who's listening hasn't watched it, I, I think it's like, I think it's required viewing being part of the Pantheon community because this can be, it, it can be difficult um, for all the reasons we just talked about. Um, it's, we get entrenched in positions sometimes. We close off our mind to other views. And we've seen that. And as somebody who's followed the game for a really long time, I can tell you firsthand, it can be exhausting to see some of the same arguments back and forth and over and over again. But when we understand more about those arguments and we understand the other person's mindset, we come together, it's, it's really, really refreshing. So that's what we're going to be talking about for the segment here today. We're not, it's not going to, we're not going to go long, but I just wanted to highlight some of the comments and discussion points that were out there. So, because, you know, hopefuls and skeptics at the end of the day, I think are one in the same. And that's, that's sort of where I'm going with this. But um, so let's look at a few comments. The first one comes from, uh, from Reddit and uh, it's from Ren, Renthris. Uh, they say, I think it ultimately comes down to people being willing or not to allow others uh, to have different positions. So I've gone from hopeful to pessimistic to skeptical and distant about the outcome in roughly that order. And I'm fine with people having different positions. When I get into conversation, I express my own. And if somebody disagrees, I'll debate with them to present my argument. 
and counter theirs, but I don't reject their argument as being you're stupid or you're delusional <laughs> and you should feel bad, that kind of thing. I, I really like that, Minus. I think that's really important because, you know, we're all human and we all do that. I, sometimes myself too, you know, I'll see a comment, I'll be like, you're an idiot, you know, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> But then yeah, I probably step when back, you're talking I, to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Yeah, everybody but you. No, it's yeah. like I but I'm you know, I step back and I say like, okay, no, that's just try and understand where this person's coming from. And I think that's again one of the core uh elements of what your video was was talking about and what Renthris there is saying. Um, another, this is from the comments on the video, some Dave B. He said, um, I'm both hopeful and skeptical, but less and less skeptical. I find it important to acknowledge and discuss both sides. Uh, overall, I'm very proud of the integrity and hard work of visionary realms. Um, and he goes on to talk about why Pantheon's important and, and what he's sort of looking for. You know, he just feels like they're making the right choices and taking the right steps to sort of manage this diversity of opinion, I guess you would say. Um, over on Facebook, there were a few comments, um, just a couple quick ones. Mark Wicklin said, I'm staying in the hopeful camp. I gave him um, a thumbs up. I gave him a thumbs yeah. up for that one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got two thumbs up. Um, they, uh, somebody else said, um, and then on the other side, somebody said, you know, I gave him the $300 pledge and that was all the hopeful I had. Now I'm a skeptic because the game, you know, he has some reasons, he, you know, it feels like it's been taking too long. It's been in development for a while and started over a couple of times. That's that's his opinion. So you know, you see you see both the hopefuls and the skeptics in one single um, in one single comment thread. Um, again, going back to the comments on the video, somebody who's not feeling very hopeful about it um, said, "You know, I had high hopes, but there's a lack of progress. It's disturbing um, that it's still in pre-alpha. Um, you know, and they they talk a lot about sort of the rationale for why they're why they're skeptical, I guess. And, you know, and everybody has their reasons. Everybody has different things that they see that causes them concern. This is what I, why I included this comment here, because so he's talking about um, like limited number of classes being done or shown off. At least he talks about um, some of the recent dev streams where it was more like um, showing artwork as, as opposed to real progress. <clears throat> and so for him, that's, that's a warning sign, but for somebody else, you know, they might say, well, no, I see that a different way and it gives me hope. So I think that's a really important point there. Yeah, I'll now, stop you one, there for a second. I'll yeah. stop you there because he he brings up some good points. I think it's interesting because you know showing off gray box is a pretty courageous thing for VR to do. Some people may not think that. Um, you know, some people might say, "Well, that why is that courageous? It's all they have." But you know, in this day and age, you really don't have an opportunity to show something for the first time again, right? Like if you make a major misstep. It hurts. It hurts bad. And I think that overall Graybox has, has done very well for them because I think a lot of people have seen that the core game is what they're focused on. And I think that those that understand that right now the, the experience of playing is more important than the art assets is, is a big deal. And, you know, we yep. covered that in the rewind when we gave that. Remember when we told the story? about how much fun it was. Like that was obviously in gray box. We were able yeah. to show the rogue video when we played in gray box. And, right. you know, I think me and you both said that, you know, once you get in and start playing the whole process of it being gray, but it kind of goes away in your mind. Yeah. Like you're just playing the game <laughs> because, because the game's fun. Um, so I, I get it. Like I get that there's a lot of people who want to see more art and stuff, but the art, you could see the most beautiful art zones in the world. If the game sucks, like, would you rather yeah. be tricked into, would you rather a game suck to play and not be fun, but it looks <laughs> good. So you spend and you buy a pledge to get in. And you're like, this game sucks. 
This is really the reverse. And it's honestly, in my opinion, it's safer for the fan. Yeah. Like the game's fun. Okay. It doesn't have all the pretty, you know, everything over the top. So it's like the, the polish, I guess you say, but without it, it's fun stone. I think that means that when the polish is there, it's going to be amazing. Right. So the yeah, gray box I mean, thing's been very debatable. Yeah. Beautiful garbage is, is still garbage, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you can make your, you can put, you know, paint your garbage cans to look real pretty and you can put decorations on them and make them look like a Christmas tree, but it's still, still garbage. Right. Like, yeah. and, and I, I do, I do think it's like a, I think it's a, it's a particular curse of a game that's in development because they can't, they can't show, you know, they can show you the gameplay, but you can't experience it really unless you're actually playing it. And it's just, it's so hard. And all you have sometimes are, are, you know, graphics and prettiness to really, you know, appease people, I guess. But, Mm -hmm. um, and you just can't do that at this stage. So the next comment uh, from Reddit, um, and this is one that I, one of those ones that I had to step back because I really disagree with it, but I wanted to include it anyway. Um, it's from Situation Soap, and they say, you know, it's worth, uh, so he quotes something that you said in sort of describing the video. You said, those in the middle have it figured out, basically saying like, you know, um, you know, they're considering both sides, they're taking both ends of the spectrum into consideration. So what Situation Soap says, it's worth flagging this statement because it's almost never true. The people in the middle most often have done the least amount of thinking about any given topic and assume that there being two sides means the answer is somewhere in the middle. And he's basically saying, he goes on to say it, you know, it shows that they haven't really paid much attention. So like I said, strongly disagree with that because I am sort of a middle, you know, middle of the road kind of person sometimes with these things. And I do like to, you know, I don't always have a strong opinion about a lot of things. There's a couple of things to do, but not everything, not as many as some people anyway. And um, I, I, so I disagree with that. But then again, I, I can kind of see where he's coming from, where you would just assume somebody is taking the easiest path where they haven't really, they, if they don't have a strong opinion about something, they're just sort of like whatevering it and trying to go along to get along kind of thing. So, you know, I, I, again, I disagree with it, but I'm going to, I respect him for making that comment. Yeah. And, I'll, I'll, and I'm happy you actually put his quote on here because uh, Situation Soap and me have been going at it for quite a while. And, and I used mm-hmm. to get offended. Now I don't care. Like he can say what he wants and and I'll respond. And I actually responded to him in this one. And I said, I don't think you're understanding my point. Being in the middle for information gain doesn't mean that your formed opinion at the end is in the middle. Um, do you think, do you think I'm in the middle? Hell no. No, (laughs) I'm, I'm a hopeful big time. Right. Um, so being in the middle to start listening more to skeptics to start understanding them more. The reason I made this video is that I need to, I need to understand more people so that when I do formulate my opinion, even if it is on one side, it's more educated, right? Like it's, it's not about being in the middle on your answer or your stance all the time. It's about, have you listened to everything? Have you gathered all the possible information or are you just taking information from one side? And when you take information from one side, it's, it's useless really. Honestly, it is because you're not understanding the flaws in your own thinking. I mean, again, this video is heavily about cognitive diversity and that's exactly what the problem is and why cognitive diversity is needed. Because if you're on one side and you only listen to one thing and everyone around you is the people that agree with you, then no matter what you think, you're going to be validated. And it, it doesn't need to be true, right? There's a big difference yeah. between facts or things you think are facts. <laughs> well, there, you know, there's a saying in, in science that says, you know, a theory, the, the, the worst theory is one that can't even be wrong. You know, a theory is good if it's right or wrong, but if your theory can't even be wrong because, you know, it doesn't have that qualification, the ability to be wrong, that's the worst case scenario, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be able to, to go back and forth like that. 
And then finish up with a couple funny ones that I thought just for humor's sake, um, <laughs> Papa the Bear, he sort of lays it out in one line here. He says, this game will never release, but I can't wait to play it when it releases. <laughs> <laughs> And then somebody on Reddit said, look, guys, we need to face the facts. The game's not going to come out, dot, dot, dot. Oh, my God, a new Kokarnid gameplay stream. Woohoo, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, that's it, right? It's just we're just we're emotional people. We get like we get hooked into these things. We got to just we just got to step back and take a take a breath. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No. And I'll leave it at there for this week's community discussions. Let's talk content creator updates and new additions to Pantheon dot plus. All right, so um, let's talk about Pantheon Plus. We haven't talked uh, to you guys in a couple of weeks about Pantheon Plus. And there's a lot going on, so I just wanted to share out some different content that's been out there for people to consume. It's all on Pantheon Plus, but it's not just by Pantheon Plus people. It's uh, by a lot of different people. So Nathan put out a video talking about Joppa's discussion um, on dailies. This was a small discussion he had a bit ago, and, and Nathan kind of dug it up to bring it into the light more. And he just kind of breaks down uh, his comments and gives his thought on the topic of dailies, which for some reason, people are just so frustrated by dailies. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> believe I have this quest I have to do every day, which is funny to me because you don't have to, number one. I hate, um, I hate dailies. What oh, I know. About? I know you do. <laughs> I hate I just, dailies. You know why people hate dailies? Because they hate if they miss it. No. Like, oh, yeah, it, it is. It's 100%. Not. Who can, If it's there, who cares? Just don't do it. I don't know, man. It feels okay. gross. So why, like if there are dailies there, but you don't have to do them, why do you get frustrated yeah. that they're there? Because you want to do them. Because if they're like there, having, you do them. <laughs> Just well, I don't like having lists that don't get done. Are you going to give me a list? <laughs> I got to check those boxes, man. <laughs> you nailed it on the head right there. That's why people hate dailies because they're completionists yeah. and they don't want to feel tied to having to be a completionist every day. I get it. No, I right. get it. Um, Baz put out a Baz Flash talking about this co-carnage stream that's coming up very shortly um, <laughs> on Twitch. Um, we're all excited about that, obviously, for Super Sunday. Um, we put out the Hopefuls and Skeptics video. I'm not going to talk much more about it. So you've already covered that. You guys can check that out on Pantheon. Plus. Um, and what we hinted at earlier, we saw an article actually from the Pantheon Crafters team. And for those of you that don't know, Pantheon Crafters is officially sort of a part of Pantheon Plus now. They're kind of their own team within our team. It's pretty cool. Um, so they recapped a lot of that discussion that you were talking about um, in uh, an article on Pantheon.plus talking about, you know, the crafting system in Nefel and all this upcoming design ideas that Nefel had. And he was responding to a lot of stuff. So you can get kind of a rundown of the whole forum post without having to go through a ton. And then you can get more detail by jumping to the forum. So really great read. They did a great job putting this together. So check that out. And finally, Drac continued his journey of bringing community members to the forefront he put out uh, Desrin and uh, Theric. He put out a, a, a Pantheon Plus profile for you. You too can go see my derpy looking face on the thumbnail <laughs> that currently went live on YouTube about 20 minutes ago. 20 minutes ago. It's Sunday, Theric. What are you talking about? That's sorry. Yeah. And I, <laughs> breaking the wall again. There I am uh, breaking the wall again. Sorry about you know, that. Yeah. Guys, I try. I try. You know, everybody likes Theric, <laughs> but you know how hard it is to reel this guy in? Um, so yeah, you, you can check all that content on Pantheon Plus. I love though that you brought up your thumbnail because literally uh, we, we put it up and the very first thing was him saying that. And I'm like, I didn't see anything derpy about it. I think it's just how we see our own faces. I don't know. Maybe. I guess so. Whatever. I don't care. I take myself so seriously. So <laughs> you play a ranger. I mean, if you were, yeah, you, how could I, how yeah. could I? Um, other news from us. So we do this from time to time when we have some news to share about the website and we do have some news to share about the website. 
um, Poiru, who a lot of people do not believe exists. I swear he exists. <laughs> Derek, you've actually talked to him. I believe, I've talked once, to him. Right. Yeah. He's a dude. Once yep. twice, yeah. Um, so a real thick, you know, Canadian, uh, French Canadian accent, right? That Quebec. Yep. Was it Quebec? That Quebecois. Uh, yeah. The yeah, Quebecois. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you guys, we almost had him on episode 50. We almost had him on episode 50, but there was a day confusion. Um, anyway, <laughs> Poiru has been killing it. You know, he's been really busy with his other work. So there hasn't been a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on. Let's say like the beginning of December, it was kind of quiet. You know, we had uh, rolled out articles. We we're just cleaning it up and trying to fix bugs. And that was about it. So we were challenging him to, to uh, put out some art to him for redesigning the class pages. And he has pulled off some magical things that you guys are going to see very shortly. Um, now we showed a couple images. So if you missed this, jump back onto our Twitter page. You can go back a few days, but um, he, re- he redesigned them. They're so much more accessible and much more friendly to anything you're using, whether it's um, your phone or it's the you know, your browser. Um, so we've updated all the spells, first of all, to, uh, to match the new website. But more importantly, we've actually included all the removed spells as a tab called unconfirmed. So all of these are the spells that were on the old website. And, and you know, maybe they're going to come back, right? Like, you don't just scrap every spell. So if you kind of want to see a history of spells that maybe aren't released yet or maybe in the game, the unconfirmed section now will allow you to go back and see some of these things that a lot of people thought were gone forever. So really excited that you'll be able to see, you know, and, and, and keep in mind, if you've never looked at our class pages before, once this goes live, you know, we have like active utility and passive. The, the utility and active abilities are guesses, for us so don't hold those as like the bible like that's exactly how it's going to be um like we're just kind of guessing at what we think will be active what we think will be utility and again those those could drastically change um but so with this update though he's actually uh changed the presentation for how we do the media um on the class pages instead of like the long rectangular box with the info which i like um he just he blew it out of the water this wasn't even something i drew a concept up for this was him on his own coming up with this new idea to sort of show off the media. And he did it by starting on these class pages where you'll be able to separate out articles for the classes or videos for the classes. And um, it's really cool looking and it's, it's so cool looking and it's so functional that that's actually going to be rolled out as the main page as well. So that it has a better flow and look to it. And it has a crazy amount of sorting ability. Like you'll be able to sort what's trending, what's the most commented on, you know, what's the most voted, what's the newest, what's the oldest. So, and it's like live and it's, it's actually animated in the way that the, the videos and stuff resets itself. Just, just, I'm just blown away because it's like literally from the time we started till now, it's been a lot of, I put all the concept art in and he makes it happen. But now he's starting to get his artistic touch on it. I'm, I'm really excited for this. So I think you guys are going to enjoy them. I don't have a specific date on when this is coming, but I do think it's coming very soon. So exciting stuff there. I think it's going to be really yeah. cool for the future of the site. And for again, yeah, for, for what we're looking to build, I think it's going to be awesome. So that's it for Pantheon.plus. If you haven't been to the website, check it out. That's what we started on. Before we made any content, it was all about this website. And um, I do believe that at the end of the day, the articles will be bigger than any of the media that I put out for sure, even on YouTube or Twitch. I think the articles are going to be huge when it comes to making guides. But and I, you know, I've said all this before. So if you haven't been on Pantheon.plus, check it out. Search for your favorite class, search for different things you're curious about, see how it works for you, and give us some feedback. So that's it for Pantheon.plus. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it gets here, I just yell. Mail. We're getting sued. All right, so let's check the mailbox. We've got a couple mailbox questions this week from our uh, from our loyal listeners. And the first one is from Rayu. And they said, 
In Pantheon, should there be a significant range of difficulty to master uh, spread across the classes to facilitate different player interests or styles? Or another way to put it, should there be easier to master classes available for people who prefer a more simple playing style? So I'll, I'll hit this one first and then Minus, you can tell me what you think, but um, it's an interesting question. I think it's one that um, Kevin Jordan, when we did our, did our interview with Kevin Jordan, would have been a good one for him. Um, you know, and whether or not there should be, I think it's going to happen anyway. I mean, I don't think you can really sort of prevent, you know, the, the inherent complexity or, or less complexity of, of certain classes. You know, there's just always an intuitiveness to some that some don't have. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this sort of shakes out when it's all said and done. And if I think you, if you want to think of an example of this, I think warriors are a good example of a class that traditionally has been very, you know, less complex. Um, but VR has talked about they want them to be like active tanking. They want it to be more involved, not just standing there sort of taking the hits and sort of keeping the keeping aggro on them sort of thing. So, you know, getting tanks more engaged in, into a more uh, active role. Um, and maybe there's, you know, maybe the, the skill ceiling um, gets raised for that class and then a different class is, is a little bit less. So, you know, and I think everybody else, everybody has a different uh, style of play too. So, you know, that whatever your preference is, is going to be less uh, complex for you but um so it depends i guess is the answer but um minus what do you think should there be like you know variations in terms of so some classes are easier and some classes are less uh less complex yeah and i don't want to put you on the spot but we actually did talk about this with kevin jordan and that's actually exactly where i was going to start because remember he yeah. talked about um how each class was designed to capture like a different player type that's and right. i think that's right. that that's really the same thing when you when you think about it like you know, that there's all these different player types out there that want to play um, these games. And how do you get the most people to play your game? Well, let's design classes that appeal to different people. And I think difficulty is one of those things and style and, and all that kind of thing is is important. And I think it's smart in making an MMORPG because you want, let's face it, you know, regardless of the people who are like, oh, Care Bears and this and that, I don't want wild people here. We need every single type of player to play Pantheon for it to exist. Yeah. That's, the, yeah. that's the one <laughs> downfall of MMORPGs. If people aren't playing, you don't get to play either. You got to <laughs> so, have the numbers, man. It's yeah. all about the numbers. Yeah. So we need everybody. So yeah, I hope the classes have different levels of complexity. I mean, obviously the summoner is going to be, you know, you know, you just walk away from the screen, let the class play for you. It'll be for all the noobs, right? <laughs> I mean, you got you a pet that does everything, you. right? So let's be real. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Summoners, sort of. Um, but yeah, I think it's important. I think that certain classes should be hard to master. And I think that that helps like with those classes when you see someone who's really good at it. There's that level of prestige and class identity. So yeah, I definitely think yeah. that's the case. Good. Yeah, good answer, man. Um, and the next one comes from Ziplocs. And so uh, I'm going to give this one to you first, Minus. He says, for the content creators, where do you draw the line in terms of information shared with uh, to the community? Like when the things are discovered in game and you want to make a guide or you want to update the wiki or that kind of thing, you know, what do you do? You keep it spoiler free um, or do you just sort of go all out? I thought this was an interesting question. What do you what do you think about this one? Yeah, it's something I, I um, you're thinking about what we want Pantheon plus to become. It's definitely something that's on my mind quite a bit. I do not ever want to openly, without warning, spoil anything for anybody. I'll be very clear about that. Now, at the same time, um, I do want to put things out there. You know, I mean, how do I say that? I mean, being the first to deliver something is important, right? Like, it's it's a big deal. 
you don't want to miss that exclusive, right? So if we get an exclusive on something new, yeah, I want to put it out there, but I'm going to tag it like, hey, spoilers here and exclusive content for Fairthale or something, right? Right. Um. Yeah. So so yeah, I think that here's here's where I'll I'll explain this a little bit better. There's this constant vibe of. Oh, well, why would anybody do this? Because they can just read about it online. They'll never discover it. I I totally 100%. And I think even Kevin talked about this too. I disagree with that. Um, Again, the Marvel movies, how many millions of people saw Infinity War and End War? Like people didn't get spoiled. They, They made sure not to go look at spoilers. I'm sure some people accidentally did digging too deep. But most people went and saw it unfold for the first time. And and that's much more people that's ever going to play Pantheon. So at the end of the day, like people will avoid spoilers if they want to avoid spoilers. And if they don't, they don't have to. So I don't I don't know if it's a content creator's responsibility to decide that for people. Um, I think that we'll want to put content out when we get it, when we see it. But we'll want to make sure that it's when we put it out there, we're not just throwing spoilers in people's faces. That's super important to me. So. Yeah, I think that I think you're right. I, I think when I was thinking about this question, I was thinking about, you know, like personal responsibility. I mean, you do kind of have to take personal responsibility for looking for something like that. I mean, if I'm going to write a guide, like let's say I want to write a guide to a certain perception storyline or something like that. I mean, I could write it sort of in character, perhaps as a way to maybe soften it a little bit, or I could write it with a certain amount of creative license that keeps it um, from being explicit, you know, but yeah. again, I, you know, do I really want to do that? Do I want to put up that extra effort to, to do that? Yeah, maybe, but not all the time. So I don't really think it's my responsibility as somebody writing a guide or something like that to, to protect you from yourself, you know, like, again, we'll, we'll you know, you, you put at the top, you know, this is what, this is what the purpose of this is, is to help you through this storyline. If you don't want to know, don't look right. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's a tricky line to walk, but um, I kind of, I, I think I agree with what you're saying about that. And you know what it is? Like we're really passionate about what Pantheon.plus is going to become, right? Like we want people to make guides. We want people to make content. We want videos. We want exciting things. We want, you know, I don't know what we're going to do in database. Like people will keep saying, do it big database. It's apparently pretty easy. Poirier said, no problem. I've always been like, eh, but we might, we probably will. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, that's not hundred percent. But for any of that stuff, whether it's content, whether it's uh, articles, whether it's community articles, whether it's guides, whether it's the database, um, if we're going to wait a certain amount of time to put it on there, then we'll always be behind. And are you going to want to use a resource that's always behind? Um, so it's it's tricky. Um, yeah, I mean, there has to be some personal responsibility for sure. But I do think that when we're making content, we should be, you know, spoiler, be mindful alert, of it. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mindful, I think is right. Cool. And that's uh, that's it for the mailbox this week. Awesome. Well, Theric, this is the outro portion of our show. And uh, I thought maybe we'll do something a little different here. We have a few extra minutes before everybody's ready to jump over to the Co-Carnage stream here. Uh, Remember, it is on Twitch for Co-Carnage, not the Visionary Realm stream. So get on there, show some love, show some passion for um, VR on that stream where we could have, you know, we're going to have a lot of people watching that. So uh, let's get in there. Let's get excited. Let's hype it up. Let's get there together. And don't forget afterwards... Pantheon plus you. We'll do a recap show, Theric and myself. If you're not sick of us already, come back and we'll <laughs> chat and then we'll bring you live on the air to hear about this new never before seen content. Yeah. But definitely. let's end today with a teaser. I mean, we got it's super Sunday, right? So like, why not? 
So um, there's a new upcoming cross content special that we're doing this year. Um, this year, we're going to be trying some different stuff, guys. Um, yes, I want to make Pantheon content more than anything in the world. But if they're not going to give it to us, I'm not going to keep rehashing to you guys. I'm not going to keep driving the same points home. I'm not going to make 100 content videos on the Rogue. Um, you know, when content's out there, we'll tell you about it. But we're not going to beat a dead horse. So while we're not doing that, we want to we want to get more educated, right? Um, so this is a podcast and Therica, this might seem weird, but for those of you watching it right now live, uh, or you check it out on demand on, on, uh, YouTube, we're going to show you a teaser video. Now there's audio in it. So even the people who are at home, uh, listening on Spotify or iTunes as a podcast, you can still hear it and it's still funny. So what is it? So if you enjoy hanging out with us from this point forward, Tuesday nights at nine o'clock PM Eastern, we are going to have study sessions for a full content thing that we're going to be calling MMORPG Classes 101. We're going to do that on Twitch where Drac, Theric, Nathan Napalm, and I are going to play an MMORPG for about a month, playing only our distinct favorite classes. So, you know, for me, it's a rogue. For Theric, it's a ranger or an archer. Uh, Drac is a wizard or some kind of sorcerer. And of course, Nathan's a paladin or a guardian type. So not only will we be playing them and commenting on them, but we're going to finalize each game after we've played for about a month with videos um, discussing our thoughts on how the classes play in each one of these MMORPGs we venture through. Like, what do we think Pantheon should learn from the class design? And uh, we're going to rank the class implementation out of 10, do some different fun things with it. Um, but again, it's not even so much like what what's good about the game. It's going to be, you know, what about the class? And that's hard to sometimes separate. Like we could play a game that we hate, but if the class is good and there's some good design ideas, that's what we'll be focused on. So again, we're calling it um, MMO Classes 101 and our study sessions will be on Tuesday nights. We invite you guys to come hang out with us, ask questions, let us know what you think about the class implementations. Um, now, the format is not finalized, um, but we're going to have sort of a chapter flow because everyone's making their own videos. I'll make all my own. Theric will make his. Drac will make his. And Nathan will actually make his on his channel. So you're going to see four very distinctly different videos about how they portray their classes. But it will follow the same chapter flow to keep everybody in, uh, you know, in the same flow. So without uh, further ado, here is our small 30 second trailer for MMORPG Classes 101. The most important lesson is it's not a rogue if it doesn't use daggers. Remember, wizards, when it comes to fireballs, size does matter. All right, class, settle down. It's time to learn to die like a ranger. Jimmy, get the glue out of your mouth. Today, we're going to be talking about the eternal honor of the paladin. Attention, class, please be seated. All right. Well, Theric, thank you for another great episode of The Rewind. And thanks to everyone who came out and hung out with us today. We got you out on time. You have a few minutes to take a bathroom break, get a drink, get yourself ready. We will see you over at Co's Twitch channel for, again, never before seen Pantheon footage. Don't forget to join us on our Twitch page after Pantheon Plus. Um, and we'll be on Pantheon Plus U to dissect what we see and uh, hopefully get a green room rocking to people who want to talk about it. Theric, you ready yeah. for this? I'm ready. I'm excited, man. Let's get over there. I can't wait. All right, everybody, take it easy, and thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pantheon Plus Rewind. Be sure to follow Minus and all Pantheon Plus-related content on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube under the name Pantheon Plus. Also, be sure to follow Theric at PantheonTheric on Twitter. 
Keep up to date on all Pantheon Rise of the Fallen information on www.pantheon.plus, the definitive source for all media of Pantheon. Until next time.